Hello and welcome to the Rant and Rave Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Frank Dave. Good evening to you, my friend. How are you? Dude, we have got a lot of wood to chop on today's show, so we're going to have to just get right to it. Not a a lot of time for banter today, buddy. No banter? Uh, So we're going to break out the saws, we're going to start chopping some wood right away. (laughs) Break out the axe, bring out the saw. Yeah. At least tell the people what date we were recording. Oh, that's this for true. Yeah, today's sake. January the twenty fourth, year of our Lord twenty twenty four, the day after the New Hampshire primary. Dave, what a fireworks show it was! It was fun. It's it's been fun. Uh, let's keep the momentum going all the way to November fifth. Uh, how about this? Two down, forty eight to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, did you count the uh, did you count the Samoa or the uh, oh, is that what do you call it the uh, the the Caribbean island there? There's the, like four people that hang out there. Yeah. Well, appara- apparently Nimrata is not going to Nevada because she's already no. lost. Yeah. Uh, but she but she is going to the uh, what's that little uh, Bahamian not Bahamian that little island that we own in uh, in the Caribbean. It's her so I forget, dude. <laughs> no no trivia at this time. It's been a long night. day. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Um, I think he he exceeded expectations in many regards. Um, three times the charm. He has now won New Hampshire three times in a row. Never has happened before. Never, Turnout was ever. tremendous. Yeah. Um, and I noticed how that uh, the I'm going to just call her. Um, you know, they call her Bird Brain uh, Nimrata. Yeah. She gets out there and does this fake quasi um, cringeworthy uh, a speech. As if she'd won. And notice she did that very early in the night when she was actually only four points down. As the evening went on, Donald Trump ended up uh, with about a 12% win. And let me tell you, it would have been over 20%. But guess how many Democrats and the nether nether region type people voted for Nimrata? A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been over 20. But overall, a very successful night. He, He campaigned there. Uh, a, a good amount of time. He has a great connection with New Hampshire, obviously, um, uh, and a very succinct, to the point, uh, victory speech that, of course, CNN and MSNBC had no time to play. They cut him off after right. about two minutes. Right. Um, I thought it was a great night overall. Yeah, no, an amazing night. Like you said, he he won by 12 on the surface, but the real win was actually probably 20 to 30 points because more than half the people that turned out to vote for Nimrata Nikki actually are Democrats and independents. So it's important for folks to understand at home, uh, New Hampshire, like about uh, quite a few states actually have a ridiculous what they call open primary, which means you don't have to be a registered Republican to vote for the Republican candidate that you want. So you can basically walk in there, game the system. They were literally paying people people, including college students, to go in, independents and Democrats. One of them, I'm just trying to find the clip where we're talking right now, Dave, on CNN, who came forward and said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Democrat, and I voted for Nikki. And this, the reporter said, why? And he said, well, because I hate Trump. Uh, and, and, and then the reporter says, well, if it ends up being uh, Nick, uh, Nimrata versus Biden in the general election, who are you going to vote for? And he's like, Biden all the way. Because <laughs> he's a yeah. registered Democrat, but he went into that primary and voted for Nikki, yeah. and that took away the perceived win margin from Trump. So it was all a joke. It's all a joke, um, and, and I think that kind of sums it up right there. That's all they have to run on is the they're, they're, they've already ramped up the, the uh, uh, this insane hatred of Trump to eleven. It's already past ten. It's already yeah. at eleven, and oh, we're yeah. only in January. Yeah. That's all. That's all they got. And yeah. any speaking, uh, uh, you know, whether it's a politician or the news people. But let's get back to uh, uh, Nimrata here a yeah. little bit. Um, and it, I think this is a very clear moment for everyone to kind of realize what we're up against. 
and the big money, the, the big mega donors, donors yep. such as a, such as a Reed Hoffman, who Reed helped, Hoffman, who's helping founder to pay of LinkedIn. For, yep. Yeah, he's a real scumbag who's helping to fuel all these ca- these indictment cases against Trump as well. By the way, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And by the way, just why, quick breaking yeah. news tonight, though. Sorry to inter- interject, Please. though, dude. He did he did just pull fund. I say pull. He suspended funding for her campaign. So that literally just hit the tape like now. So he Reed Hoffman has suspended any more donations to Nemrata's campaign. Ah. So we'll see what happens. He's basically going to see what happens in South Carolina. If she surprises to the upside, he'll come back in. If she gets wiped out her ass clean. Which is what's going to happen? Right. It's all over. Uh, it's funny, you know. We've been dogging on uh, DeSantis uh, out there for for even getting in the race. <clears throat> he he kind of jumped out at just the last moment where he can save face <laughs> and have a political future. Yeah. I think when she gets uh, blasted in her in her quote home state of South Carolina, even though she was not even born there. Yeah. Um, She's going to have an egg on her face like you won't believe. It's going to be like five omelets. Well, speak, sp- uh, <laughs> sp- sp- speaking of boring, because I, 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 I think she's going to lose by 20, 30 points. A hundred percent. She's already down in the polls by 35 percent. Uh, Trump had every single South Carolina person up there to support him. The current governor, the lieutenant governor, yep. uh, the current senators, they all support him. Right. And number two on the born thing. Uh, I'm not sure folks know this, but not to get into a whole birther topic here. But Nimrata's parents were not born in the United States. They emigrated here. Uh, she is not what they call a natural. She was a nat- she's a naturalized U.S. citizen, much like myself. I wasn't born in the United States. If you are not born in the United States, you cannot serve as president. It's a it's an it's a, it's a constitutional fact. So you know I'm, that's not getting talked about because nobody likes to talk about that. But no, it's out there as well. So as it stands now. Um uh, even a lot of the mainstream uh, folks on CNN and stuff are kind of kicking their heels going, you know what, it's going to be Trump again, so you better get used to it one way or the other. Um, Nevada's a wrap already yeah, because she's she, right the way it's set up over there. And Trump's going to win like 99 percent of uh, of that state. Um, and then it's on the south, which is probably two weeks away. And, and hopefully by then, big donors will say, you know what, Nikki, uh, see you later. And that'll right. be it because we're already wasting so much time, energy and money. That's why we keep uh, dogging on Ronna McDaniel as well, because this is so much money. Every penny yeah. has to go to the ground game. It has to go to um, ensuring we have fair uh, elections in all the swing states. And we're not getting that done. Yeah. We are not getting that done as of January of 2024. And yeah. I I've, what I have saw on the ground, um, somebody's saying at the end of January, this was already planned a bit ago, that yeah. there's already a big RNC meeting on the table happening. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I think you kind of said that after South Carolina, that'll be it. And Trump's yeah. going to say in there, hey, Rana, you got to step aside. That's right. And she, Nimrod has already got like three or four big ticket. I've seen invitations for them already. Uh, for donor uh, circuit before South Carolina. By the way, I just want to correct myself. If I if I misspoke there, I was speaking too fast. I had too much uh, pseudofedrin here for my head cold. Uh, Nimrata was born. Yes, she's an American citizen. She was born in South Carolina, but her parents up. were not naturalized U.S. citizens uh, when they uh, uh, at the, at that time. And, and apparently, there's some constitutionality thing there. Anyways, but on to the point about the fundraising. I, folks need to understand David Holm. The donor class, the big money donors, the these the wealthy elite, the one percent, the five percent, they hate your guts. They they, they all they want to use you for is your votes 
and your tax dollars. And that's it. We live in this neo-feudalistic society. This, this, the, the, people have no say. For the most part, people are Russian serfs working for the man. Very few people outright own stuff in this country. And they like it that way. And they want to keep it that way. And Trump does not want it that way. He's a, he's a disruptor. She's a globalist. And she is there to carry out their orders from Davos and points uh, around Davos. And it's not going to happen. Yeah, it really, uh, if you listen to a little bit of her speech, I saw just one little sign up. She actually said, uh, was making uh, some kind of connection, like she's the one that's taking on the the political powers that be. Like, oh, it's going to, like, she's so grassroots. You got to be kidding me. I just, you know, the more you watch her, the more you got you got all wound up about her not being uh, uh, on the right side of things. So um, anyway. Yeah. That was, and anyway, actually, it was crazy, too. Yeah. I saw one headline, dude, from uh, CNN on the New Hampshire thing. No, actually, it was, it was the cover of the New York Times. I'll try to see if I can pull it up here. But basically, it was something It was something like uh, Trump ekes out monumental yeah, wins. Well, how, <laughs> I'm just sort of curious. How can you eke out a monumental win? Does that, does that even work? Like, did somebody spell check this guy, the cover of the New York Times? I mean, anyway. <laughs> that, but that's what they do. They twist themselves <clears throat> in a pretzel to not give him any kind of props. So right, like, right. same old story there. <clears throat> yeah, um, but yeah. he was in great mood. And it was also great scene. His um, several uh, Vivek was up on stage and Tim Scott. So that that's very powerful when you see that right. everyone all together. Um, hey, remember that TV show House of Cards on Netflix? Kevin oh, yeah. Spacey. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, before he was, you know, uh, thrown the out. Of Hollywood Kevin the for, pedo. Uh, yeah, the kid. Spe- the kid. You know what? Yeah. That that mm-hmm. that whole thing. Except for that, he's a good yeah. actor. Yeah, except for that, yeah. We, you know, used to watch the shenanigans in that show. Oh, that's that's a TV show. We are we are seeing. I mean, this is, I think it, real life living is a thousand it. times more powerful and disgusting than what that show represented. That one scene where they were in the subway mm-hmm. in Washington D.C. and all of a sudden he just kind of pushed that person right in front of the subway right. car. Do you remember that? I mean, that yeah. that really freaked out my wife and I when we were watching that show. But it's, hey. it's I, hey, look, I the stuff you hear about what's going on with the the sex parties and the tranny stuff yeah. and the gay the the, the gay de- the gay guys doing each other on the desks of the Senate. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, fiction is way, way uh, easier than truth. The truth is way stranger than fiction or whatever the expression is. I, I, I agree. So I'm trying to do a little lead in there to uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Lake and what happened in Arizona. So oh, this sure. is uh, this is like when you first uh, sent me the blurb and I did a little, a little more reading on it and then to actually hear the phone call. So yeah. if anybody, if you guys have not uh, heard about this, so Carrie Lake running for Arizona Senate. Now, this was this was a phone call she recorded. In March of 2023, so it's before yeah. she even announced that she yeah. was going to run. What you're allowed so, to do, one-way recording is okay. It's not against uh, privacy issues or rights or whatever. So, Right, so she's on the phone with Jeff DeWitt, and he is the head of the uh, Republican uh, official in Arizona. He basically runs the show for the Arizona right. Republican Party. Right. And this guy, and he's he actually had a decent background. He was kind of MAGA. He was kind of, you know, he was not a hated person by, by any means, uh, whether, you know, whether you liked him or, or not up to that point. So he gets on, the, she starts recording this phone call and says, hey, uh, Carrie, how, but, uh, to, just, to, just to bottom line it, how much will it take for you not to run for Senate this right. year? Right. I mean, basically flat out, and she kind of laughed at him, and you know, yeah. ten million, twenty million, a billion. No, yeah. she she actually handled herself very well. But this is scary, dude. 
Yeah. That he he obviously is so corrupted and his soul is so dark yeah. that he can get up there and say, hey, Carrie, how much to get the heck out of the flat race? Out bri- flat out bribe, dude. And in the same breath, the call is about eight minutes long, so we can't even play portions of it on the show. But basically in the same breath, after she said, uh, there's no way, I can't do it, I'm you know, blah, 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 blah. He's like, well, you know, there are cartel groups all across every border, across the- almost trying to infer mm. that if you don't accept this bribe, we're going to sell the cartel after you and kill you. I mean, that's really, I mean, that, that was the inference by the way he was talking. And I'm sure you're going to get to the highlights of this, but 24 hours later, eh, he's gone, forced to, forced to resign. Re- look, resignation is the least of this guy's problems. This guy, this guy mm-hmm. has a lot of problems in front of him after what happened here. And it really does show you the dark underbelly of the, of the way the Democrats operate. The, this they, this they, is the way they, they operate. Uh, and, the, and the big money people and, and the power, the power hungry. Uh, the mad, psychologically damaged, power-hungry people. Um, I, 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 it's maddening. And uh, I'm glad, A, yes, he did throw in his resignation uh, letter. But it shows you Arizona has probably the worst election integrity of any state in this country as of right now. That, and I don't know how long this guy's been in charge, but I guarantee this guy's done nothing. If he really was a man of, of uh, you know, credibility, he would have been out there every day saying, hey, yeah. we've got to fix our elections. He hasn't. Yeah. I never even heard of this guy before well, this, I, this phone Dave, call. Dave, I think what we're seeing through all of these episodes, whether it's Paxton in Texas and the Rhino speaker in the House that tried to have Ken Paxton uh, you know, removed as attorney general, whether it's the Kerry Lake and the whole situation in Arizona, Abe Habaday, the AG's office there, the vote uh, meddling, the fraud, the election rigging. Nevada, same thing. These comfortable red states, we used to think of them as conservatives as comfortable red states. You'd watch the election night, you go, oh, no problem. Checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. Mm-hmm. Arizona, Nevada, Texas. Now you see what's happening. And I'm, re- I'm actually really glad that what's happened over the last year has happened with, with everything with Lindell and election interference, because now people can see very clearly all these so-called comfortable red states. You had a dark underbelly of red rhino Republicans that are globalists. They're yep. uniparty. They're not America first people. And they were trying to subvert the United States. And it, now it's all exposed. Now it's all in the open. And I like it. I like the fact that it's yeah, all open. What's nice is we can, you know, we can trace this all the way back. And I'm going to, I'm going to uh, chastise myself for not being more aware from Cheney to Bush to Romney, yeah. 20, 25 years of this stuff that we were yeah. kind of like not quite aware of how, you know, corrupt these people are and how much in the, in the, in the globalist uh, field <clears throat> they, they were. Um, let's hope they get somebody who's going to kick some major A. To take yeah. over for this DeWitt character, yeah. put this behind us because we we got you know we got ten months to, to save this country, and w- yeah. you know we can't let a day uh, get wasted. But anyway, good for Carrie Lake for exposing it um, and getting this uh, this uh, clown uh, out of here. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Dave, maybe as a one PS on the New Hampshire primary story, uh, can you indulge me for a minute and mm. a half? I'd love to. I'd love to play for the audience at home a clip from Fox News Channel of all things, Brett Bear, Fox News, Prime Time. Uh, this was a primetime panel going a- after the election uh, a night in New Hampshire, and they had on Charles Payne, who runs a big show on Fox Business News and a oh, bunch of good. other panelists. He's, he's very, very well known. Huge, huge personality. I want to play for folks a clip from that show. Charles Payne takes the Democratic Party and Biden to the woodshed. This was unbelievable on Rupert Murdoch's The, the Foreigner, who owns Fox News. Uh, this, I tell you what, Murdoch is probably, those twins, those brothers, not twins, but those brothers that are running the show there probably having a heart attack tonight. So listen up and we'll talk about it on the other side. 
You know, Charles, you talked about uh, the issues here and how immigration here is, is at the top, but it also is an economic issue. And right. it crosses all boundaries. And it is a weakness for President Biden and the Democrats. Uh, Dean Phillips talks about this on the trail. And he talks about how Democrats demean MAGA voters. He talked about it with me today, saying that, you know, it's just strange that they're talking about a, a group of voters like that. And, 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 and I don't think it's narcissism. I think if it's you've lived in New York long enough. You know, it's maybe a New York thing. Someone punches you, you punch it back harder. That's why I grew up in Harlem. Not so. as a country's at stake, right? He, won, he became president of the United States. Uh, with that same personality. I, I don't think that, you know, he, listen, I think it's worse with Biden calling MAGA. Biden's anger and vitriol and hatred for MAGA is far more worse than President Trump's individual battles with someone who crosses him. That is something that is really detrimental to this country, that the president of the United States despises half of the United States. President Biden, I, I said earlier today, I just wrote about a week ago, I had a segment coming up, so I, I Googled, Biden hates MAGA. Nothing but articles after articles after articles. He has expressed hatred for half Who's of the country. Who's writing those articles? It doesn't matter. The, the, and it's not. Because, because the bottom line is he says it. He has vitriol for them. And so does MSNBC, and so does CNN, and so does the New York Times. They have vitriol for half of the nation. They don't look at them like fellow Americans, and it's unfortunate. They try to paint them as racist. They're, all the things that they do to their fellow Americans who simply want a safe home, a safe community, for their children to have prosperity, they want the same thing, but they demean them all the time. That's why I think Phillips was so intriguing, because he went to a rally to find out for himself. And guess what? Golly, these are some pretty cool people. That's They're just like that's us. That's exactly what James... Amazing, dude. Amazing. I mean, amazing across the board. Uh, right on point, obviously. But the fact that it was Charles Payne on Fox News. Wow. There's going to be some repercussions, but it was great. That yeah, fantastic, Charles. I uh, love that guy. Good business uh, mind too, as well. Obviously, yeah. Um, kind of uh, remind me a little bit of just the, the Jamie Dimon uh, sound up yeah. we played last week. Yeah. In that same vein, in, in other words, hey, um, it's the Democrats that are delusional and filled with uh, hatred and uh, not at all uh, pro-American citizen. Um, and he he did a reference to Phelps, by the way. There. Um, I forget which, where, if he's a congressperson or not, but um, a, con a Democrat went to a, a Trump rally for the first time. He'd never been. Right. And he said, it, nothing but nice, pleasant people. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, and it's, it shows you, we, talk, we mentioned that we're, you know, uh, brainwashed all the time. Oh, they're brainwashed. But it shows you, they are. Like, he was so tepid and so tentative about going, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to me? You know? And <laughs> he was know. totally great. He was fine. He was very positive, of course. I know. I know. Well, I really wanted folks at home to hear that in case they don't follow Charles's show. And, uh, you know, I think the difference between his uh, talk and Diamond's talk, you know, Diamond kind of danced around it at Davos, doing it very carefully as the head of J.P. Mm. Morgan Chase. Charles Payne was right in your face. That oh, was yeah. that was straight up in your face kind of stuff, which was fantastic. And that lady, I don't know who the the, late, the female voice was trying to. You could already tell she was trying she's to. A Democrat, uh, yeah, they, yeah. She, typ was typical she? like just a Democratic uh, plant on the on the you know just they got to have one or two of them on the Fox News panel. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so and she was trying to cut in and it didn't work out very well. <laughs> it didn't work out well. No, fantastic. I, I love hearing other voices on that, and it's good for. 
hey, you know what? When you got your shot, you're on that Murdoch network. Um, let her rip. So yeah. um, that's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure Bear, Bear is going. Uh oh, is he going to just keep going? <laughs> <You know? laughs> is this allowed? <laughs> is this allowed still? T- Tucker's not on anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. No, he's got his own thing going on. So yeah. Um, well, great. Thanks, Rick. Uh, hey, let's jump to the border. We love uh, let's, yes. let's, uh, the last big story for tonight. We're going to end on the border. Yeah. Um, so we we talked to, uh, about a week ago about how um, the uh, the uh, Texas uh, uh, Border Patrol, <clears throat> I guess you'd call it the Texas Guard down there is is still putting up the the barbed wire fence and they're getting to it they're actually had kicked out the feds right right and correct. so out of nowhere yeah. the supreme we was there was a supreme court ruling did that come down after our last show uh, uh, I, believe, ha- I believe so yeah it's been there's been back and forth with federal courts yeah. and the supreme court well, let's, just mention, who, let's just mention who betrayed us we knew roberts was going to betray us but um who's our female supreme court justice that uh, um barrett oh coney barrett amy coney barrett yeah oh I don't know what to do. I mean, she um, she's more lost in the weeds in it than than Kavanaugh than all the rest of them. I mean, this is a this is a flat betrayal of what the Constitution represents. Yeah. Just put, number one, defend the border. Yeah, yeah. No, look. I mean, it's just horrendous. Uh, this past Monday, so a day or two ago, the U.S. Supreme Court reversed a TRO, temporary restraining order, that was put in place by the U.S. Court of Appeals, the Fifth Circuit that effectively allowed the U.S. Border Patrol agents to cut or remove razor wire down on the southern border. So you now have a situation without sort of getting into all the intricacies of the, of the legal stuff. It's By the way, this is not a final order. This is this is a temporary thing by the Supreme Court. It's going to take a full, uh, there'll be a full hearing on February the 5th about all this. But effectively what it does, Biden and the federal government appealed to the Supreme Court so that they could cut the razor wire that the Texas DPS and National Guard were putting down to repel the illegal invaders. Okay, that is how pathetic and in your face this is. They're not pretending anymore. They are they are going to the to the heights of democracy. They are going to the Supreme Court of this land to get permission to cut razor wire that's preventing unvetted illegals from all over the world from coming into this country. It is absolutely insane that it's happening. And so thank the Lord that Governor Abbott and Attorney General Paxson are standing their ground. They are totally, they sent a letter to the, to the federal government today. They are standing their ground. They will not be bullied. They are going to defend the border. And if the order says the border patrol can cut razor wire, bring it. Come on in and cut it. Yep. The order doesn't say that the, that the Texas, uh, state of Texas can't put up more wire, which is exactly what they're doing. So the border patrol cuts it and we get great video of that. And we, we share that video virally all over the world. And guess what? Biden looks stupider and stupider and yep. stupider. And you can tell what side they're on. So bring it. That's what I say. Yeah, good for Abbott to have a nice, strong response uh, right away. And as as it speaks right now, um, various uh, members of te- uh, you know the Texas Guard are putting the, putting it back up. Yep. <laughs> it's like, hey, not not so fast. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do what we damn well please because yep. we're trying to save our state. Mm-hmm. So the razor wire is going back up there, and we'll see. Um, we should probably get another ruling on this very shortly. February the fifth is the next uh, okay. ruling from the Supreme Court. Meanwhile, the uh, Rhino establishment in the Senate is trying to put together a nuke a thermonuclear bill oh. that they have not even let the House Republicans read or any other Republicans in the Senate except for two guys. This is the Lankford thing, right? Yeah. And this bill, this this bill, we're getting drips and drabs of it coming out right now. There's no full text yet, but 
what we're hearing is that the, that, that, for example, it would allow 5,000 people to come across the border each day. They would all get money, phones, and work permits. So that's a baseline of 150000 a month or $1.8 million a year. Now, I got news for all the Hispanic, black, and minorities out there. That's what you call replacement. That's not replacement theory. That's replacement fact. Okay, The globalists want to replace all of the low-wage earners in this country with even lower-wage earners so they can increase their profitability and hire people at lower costs. And that is exactly what's going on. They don't care about terrorism. They don't care about any of that. They just care about having cheap labor. That's the reason why uh, that, the, that, that all the business groups and the like support you know, this effort. So when this thing comes out, it's, it's, it's dead on arrival. Oh, and by the way, it's also got $60 billion of Ukraine funding attached to it. So good luck with that. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, well, I think Johnson at least seems to be holding the line on that one. I got to say, just yeah. watching the video of, of watching our feds cutting the wire down that the, the Texas border guys had put up. It's just, yeah. it's just, just such, it's so disheartening. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, do you think I know plenty of Border Patrol agents, both current and former, Dave, and actually we're going to have one on the show pretty soon. So a little, a little tease on that former San Diego Border Patrol chief. Um, but how do you think they feel? I, I feel oh, bad for the rank yeah. and file. These guys are, they're being ordered. I guess you could quit. I mean, they have families to support and bills to pay, but they, they are being ordered to cut this wire. So you either don't obey a lawful order from your so-called commanders. It's sounding scarily like Nazi Germany, you know, or you, or you stand your ground. I can tell you there's a big convoy happening on the border two weeks from this Saturday, uh, actually a week from this Saturday from San Ysidro uh, California, all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley. Um, and, you know, it kind of makes me think, Dave, you know, revolution happens very slowly. It's not like at five o'clock you wake up on the news, revolution starts. You know, back when they when the Democrats tried to take uh, uh, Lincoln off the ballot in 1864, the following year, the American Civil War started. So, you know, and now Oklahoma is standing with Texas on this on this border issue and more states will join and more Florida more states are sending Rep- National Guard to the border to repel the illegal invaders. And so people aren't going to take it. They're just not going to take it. And it doesn't really matter what the Supreme Court says, because if, if it, 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 there's a there's a simple, simple thing here, and that is Texas has every right to defend its borders. They can they can declare a state, an invasion, they declare an invasion and that overrides the federal uh, preemption right, which is in the Constitution, because if the feds aren't doing their job, preemption goes away and the state can step in and defend its territory. I think this is also part of the states versus federal, you know, back and forth that, that this country's been involved from the very beginning. It's like, who, who has the ultimate power to decide these kind of things? Yeah. And it's, once again, the mean feds that are trying to tell states how to, how to live, you know, on a, on a bigger scale. Um, I also read that over 50 counties now in Texas have declared a state of emergency. There's like 51. Wow. And that's a lot, obviously, it's a lot of count. It probably covers the entire border. Wow. Uh, and, and they're going to probably do everything impossible. And uh, bottom line, hey, Texas gave a big middle finger to the Biden administration. And hopefully next time, um, Amy Coney Barrett will not blow it. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see what happens. I mean, it was a temporary ruling. So uh, it's in place for about two more two weeks or so at oh, this point. Yeah. Uh, so it, it goes back to the Supreme Court. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, you know, look, we're seeing it on the border every single day. Uh, people are just very simply, Dave, they're, they're, they're not putting up with it. They're just they're not putting up with it. It's that simple. 
Oh, great to see you this week, my friend. Thank you for listening to our show, everybody. We really appreciate you tuning in. And uh, you can find us out there on every podcast platform of choice. We are everywhere. And on social media, we're coming in hot on the Twitter sphere, especially at Rant and Rave 1776. And Dave, we'll see you down the road on the right side.